Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to Chapter 17 of Popcorn and Monsters. All previous episodes are still available if you need to catch up on Acast or any other hosting site that you use. Let's get straight into it. The Wolfman, given name Lawrence Talbot Jr., and Igor, given name Igor, strode along in a comfortable silence passing field after field of monochrome corn stalks, taller even than lumpy. The silence would have been more comfortable, if not for their feathered companion, the crow. The crow, given species name, Corvus, name given by fellow crows, Hungry Harry, due to the fact that he would eat anything in sight. He wasn't a constant thorn, flying in and off every so often, but enough to make his presence known. Crows are also very bright birds. Very inquisitive birds, as Wolfie and Igor found out. Where did you come from? How did you get here? How many of you are there? If a one train leaves the station at 60 miles an hour and another leaves... Harry! Harry flinched at the gruff tone. His dark feathers ruffled at the interruption. What? What did I do? Enough with the questions already. And could you please stop using my head as a seat? You're heavier than you look. Harry flew off and circled the bear. It's mostly feathers. It's no all feathers. I saw you munching that row of corn as if you'd never seen food before. I barely made a dent. Besides, flying takes a lot of energy. I am a growing crow, and my mom said I'm big-feathered. Igor, keen to avoid another tetchy tete-a-tete between the two, decided to make inquiries of his own. Harry, please take a seat. Harry perched himself on the extended arm of Igor. Yes, Igor, how may I help? Harry popped a smug look at Wolfie, who just shook his furry head with amusement. What do you know of this place, this world? How long have you been here? Do you have a family? If a bus was to leave the station at 15 months... Okay, okay, I get it. Wolfie barked a wee laugh. Okay, let me take you back. Actually, can we take a seat? I think I overdid it with the corn. The trio sauntered over to a clearing. It was actually a welcome break. They'd been walking for hours and seemed to be making no dent in the progress to the castle. The pads of Wolfie's paws were starting to sting, and whoever had the feet before Igor became attached to them, so to speak, probably had a desk job because they were softer than ice cream on a hot day. Wolfie and Igor picked a tree and got themselves comfy. They were well aware that this was a similar situation to the night the others vanished, but they had agreed to take turns grabbing some sleep while the other kept guard. So far, 
so good. Harry lay on his back and somehow managed to fold his wings under his head. Then he crossed his thin bird legs. Looking at the skies, he started to tell his tale. This place, as you see it, wasn't always like this. Black and white bleakness. There was colour, there was vibrancy. The corn was an almost feverish yellow. The sky a flawless aqua blue. Those dirt roads you walk? Well, to be fair, they were still dirt. But brown dirt. Not the off-grey they are now. And then one day, poof, the colour left. There was no gradual process, no hints of green left on the leaves while the corn darkened. Just went to sleep one night with colour, and the following morning, this. Harry jabbed his wingtip at the scenery for added emphasis. I thought I was still in the middle of a very lucid dream. Maybe those mushrooms I'd had were more magic than I first thought, but no. Then I thought maybe my vision had gone kaputski overnight, but the rest of us all saw the same thing. The more time that passed, the more I, the more we, all realized this was how things now looked. The rest of you. Yeah, crows are a brooding bird. If you see one sleeping crow, you will see many, many more. Do you have any idea how long ago this was? Since myself and my friends have been placed in this situation, time has taken an element of the exotic. As in, we have no idea when is day, when is night, and personally speaking, I'm a bit discombobulated by it all. I'm glad you said that word. I was going to say floofy noggined. Here's the thing, I'm a bird. So time is something of a light and dark issue. If it's light, we get up. If it's dark, we go to bed. If you want to take that as a system, then there have been over 100 cycles of light and dark since everything became black and white. Here's something else you may find interesting. I didn't actually speak previous to when everything changed. Not in this language, anyway. I spoke bird. What did the other birds make of that? Oh, it wasn't just me. All the other birds had something happen to them as well. I speak this language, as do a few others. Some speak Spanish, some German, but there is more weirdness to this. The ones who speak the Spanish and German don't actually speak the languages, they just speak English with accents. Betty just flies about saying things like, Where is my Bierstein? I don't even know what that is. And then there's Brian. Brian? Well, he just roars. He what? Roars. You know, like a lion. He loves it. He flies about roaring and growling. I'm worried he'll forget he's a crow and try to take down a hippo. You seem to be taking this in your stride, Harry. This is a massive shift from your reality. Oh, believe me, we were freaking out for the first couple of days, almost non-stop. Squawking, but in our new languages. 
birds like me flying around in confusion saying, Oh gosh, by Jove, what on earth? Betty, what is this? Squawks of Ole, Mon Dieu, Sacre Bleu, and then Brian roaring his little voice box off. What happened to get you where you are now? Just what, adopted? Got used to it? Well, only partly. You see, we sort of know why this all happened. No, 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 that's not right. We don't know why this is happening, but we think we may know what caused it. Or more accurately, who? Both Igor and Wolfie said. It's not us, is it? No, 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 it's not you. It's another. We call him the Dark. One night, four days after the color was drained, we all felt a chill. One that froze us to our hollow bones. Something was coming. As one, the entire brood of us knew to be silent, even Brian. We settled on the dirt within the cornfields and we waited. After what seemed like forever, with the chill getting stronger, we heard them traveling down the dirt road. No carts, they were all on foot. All looked weary and filthy, but they still looked determined and steely. The reason for this was the one who led them. While some, determined or not, slouched as they walked, he was ramrod straight, tall, taller than the average man and wider than some doors. His coat billowed as he strode with purpose. It reached down to just above his boots. His coat, that is, not his purpose. His hat, wide-brimmed and low, his face was mostly in shadow. He looked mean nonetheless, though. And most certainly, with purpose. Onwards they went. And us, not one peep, not one squawk, chirp, or roar was made by any of us. We were terrified into silence. Eventually they passed and the atmosphere lightened. Still, when we spoke, we spoke in muffled tones. We knew, though, we knew that it was this troop, but mainly him, that had taken the color from our world. I don't know who he is, where he is from, but I know that he is bad, bad news. Igor was the first to say it. His name is Abraham Van Helsing. He will be the one who is behind our friend's vanishing. How very astute of you. They all snapped their heads round at the cold voice. Van Helsing stared at them, two henchmen at his side, armed with cudgels and silver netting. Igor nudged Harry. Go now. Harry knew when to choose his fights. This was not one of those times. He took off quickly, looking back nervously, but he needn't have worried. Van Helsing hadn't taken his eyes off Igor and Wolfie, and he flew away to safety. Igor and Wolfie stood slowly, so as not to rile their foes any further. Don't worry, we will come with you, Abraham. You have our friends, and if the quickest way to them is with you, 
then so be it. Wolfie said nothing, but there was a low, yet very noticeable growl in the depths of his throat. Are we going to have trouble with you, dog? The sidekick rattled the silver netting. Igor could feel that Wolfie was coiled. He put a hand on his arm and whispered, You will get your time, my friend. It took a long beat, but Wolfie stopped his growl and said, Right-o, let's be off then. Van Helsing and his goons stepped aside, then Igor and Wolfie walked ahead of them towards a light. A light that would have been familiar to Mummy. They then passed through with the bad guys close behind. He had never flown so fast before. His breath was quick and harsh. He knew that it was along here somewhere. He had seen it. On he flew. His wings ached and he thought some very choice English phrases that you don't get in family-friendly stories. He thought he would have to stop and rest, but then it came into view. A glorious sight. The building was there and it was open. There were three of them inside, one being held back by the giant one. He folded his wings back and dive-bombed toward the occupants. As he got closer, he opened his beak and to get their attention, he said, Oi! Three surprised faces turned as this rocket of black feathers came literally screaming at them. Harry opened his wings and tilted them to slow him down before crash-landing on the face of the Baron. The Baron fell to his backside and despite the kerfuffle, Drac couldn't help but issue a little snicker. After a few seconds, Harry had righted himself and was confronted with wide eyes. He looked at Lumpy and Drac. He has them. The dark. He has them. (sighs) Then proceeded to pass out. And there you have it, my friends. Ooh, what an ending. I apologise for the bit of a cliffhanger ending there, but it won't be long till the next episode. (laughs) Sorry. If you'd be good enough to hang fire just after the music stops, I'll be playing a promo for you from True Crime Sweden. An excellent podcast. You don't want to miss out on that. Hi, I'm Penilla, the host and creator of True Crime Sweden, a podcast that brings you crazy, scary, and unbelievable crime stories from the peaceful country of Sweden. By listening to True Crime Sweden, you get to hear cases that you haven't ever heard about before, and at the same time you learn something about how the legal system works in another part of the world. All the stories are told with great respect for the victims and their families. It's a one-woman show, no banter, just me telling you a scary bedtime story. And I end each episode with a little fun fact about Sweden, something that is highly appreciated by my listeners. If this sounds interesting, head over to your podcast provider of choice and search for True Crime Sweden. I hope to see you! Bye. 
or as we say in Sweden, hej då! Remember and check it out. It's a cracking show. You'll dig it. So just a wee announcement just now. Just to let you know that for the month of June, there will be one more Popcorn and Monsters and then there will be one Mirths and Monsters episode. And I will also be, uh, <clears throat> I will also be like, releasing an announcement um, about the month of July. Nothing bad. Nothing bad at all. Um... Just uh, keep you up to date is all. But till next time, my friends, take care of yourselves. Tatty flame.